Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I hope everyone listening is well. Uh, on 15th of December 2022... I was delighted to be joined by not one, not two, but three Adventure Game Studios. Four people and three studios. So I was joined uh, for a live interview by Tom Hardwich, developer of Lucy Dreaming, Pontus Wittenmark, developer of Justin Wack and a Big Time Hack, and Daniel and William of Silvernote Studios, developers of Night War Live. Now they were very kind to do some giveaway so we did ask questions in the live stream those uh, adventure games have been given away but if you keep listening until the end of the podcast uh, there there might be a possibility depending on when you're listening to uh, to win another giveaway so uh, we will see who's the most dedicated. Uh, listing all the way up until the end. I mean, you could fast forward, but you're not going to do that, are you? Uh, so yes, yeah, so keep listening. Uh, watch out at the end, and you can see uh, how you can possibly uh, win another giveaway for people who listen to this podcast. Uh, but in the meantime, here is my and interview yeah, so with Tom Hardwich, Pontus oh, Wittemark, and William and nah. Daniel. I had a great, great time speaking with them. Yes, we uh, are And I hope uh, you guys enjoy um, this thing as well. So yep, hello, please enjoy. Hello, everyone. Um, thank you so much for joining me for, I think this is probably going to be the final live interview, at least that I'm going to do this year. And oh, sorry, just hearing myself there, which is never good. Oh, no. <laughs> we, we are live. As I say, telling you guys, I always get stressed when I have to go live just to, um, just in case anything happens. But um, this is probably going to be the, the final live interview that I'm going to, to do for this year. Um, so I'm delighted to be joined by four wonderful people who made three wonderful games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, well, first of all, I am delighted to be joined by William and Daniel of uh, Silvernote Studios, who made Nine War Live. So how are you guys doing? Good. Good. Not too bad. Hey, we released. We're happy. Um, so yeah, we're, we're just relaxing now, you know, we're enjoying the, the no more stress. Easy life. Well, How long does it take after life. release? Like, cause I released like, like in October and I'm not relaxed yet. So how, how long is it before like the relaxation? I mean, uh, maximum, I think maximum two years. I don't think it'll be long. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm still reeling from the experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not for everybody. eh? Well, the, the two other people you heard were Tom Hardwich, who's the developer of Lucy Dreaming, also released earlier this year. Hello, Hello. Tom. Hello. I love your Christmas hat. I have the Thank Christmas uh, jumper as well. A Christmas hat that doesn't know if it's part of the foreground or part of the background. <laughs> it's, 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 it's still weird. hasn't decided. Kind of, <laughs> it lives in kind of four-dimensional space. It just doesn't really know what it's doing. We, we met just recently at Adventure X, so it's great to see you again. And as I said, this uh, was mainly your idea. So thank you for suggesting this. Um, wait, wait until the end. We'll, we'll, see, yeah. we'll see how this goes. It, it's, it'll probably be a bit chaotic, but, you know, we'll embrace the chaos. 
and um, also joined by Pontus Wittenmark of Warm Kitten Studios, who released this year as well. I think I get. To, I think I know the name of the game now. Justin Wack and the Big Time Hack. Boom! Finally. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been calling it up until now? Yeah. Uh, different I, I things. Think I, I think I've talked to you maybe like uh, three or four times, and I think this is the first time you got it on the first attempt. Oh, yeah. Um, that's probably the only time I'm going to get the name right. <laughs> no, but it's uh, great to have all of you guys here, and uh, congratulations on releasing your games. Because now I'm very, very serious. I have never made a game, but from what I've heard from you guys but making games that releasing an adventure game releasing any game is itself an achievement um oh, yeah. and even and now if the game is good then that's that's like a miracle <laughs> <laughs> i think in some respects it would take more more guts and work to release it if it's bad because you would be even more a, nervous it, the the good the goodness is a very subjective term like that I, is true I, even but now like and i say i even now I, like two months after releasing i'm having like on an hourly basis it changes as to whether i'm delighted or just catastrophically depressed <laughs> like, well it depends on what review i've read yeah or what, exactly what, what exactly. adjective in a review that i've just obsessed <laughs> over my god they said it was it was it was it was a bit pedestrian and i'm like oh my god what does that even mean you know i'll say you know what it's something i just I don't but the, the score the score could be nine out of ten and maybe the one criticism it's, might be it's, it's yeah you know exactly. at times or maybe this moment is a bit pedestrian and that's what you focus it's, on it's, yeah, it's, it's like nature. 20 paragraphs of how good it is you know uh, but I, I know exactly what you're saying you, you read a review and you sort of the the negative stuff stands out but the thing is it's because You've, and what this has done is this has given me a much clearer idea of how easy it is to judge something, you know, and not take into account the effort behind it. Because, you know, we've we've spent so much time in it. And the, the first month, I think, when the reviews came out, you know, every review that comes out, you sort of read it, but you read it like quickly just yeah, like, to get the gist. <laughs> and then you read it slowly if it's positive. You actually you know, ask me to read all you. the reviews first and then only if they were good to pass them on to him. Yeah. <laughs> no, no that they're, but I'm happy to say that the reviews for all your games have been, you know, I'd say on, you know, mostly positive. I haven't mm. read any negative reviews of any of your games. Yeah, well, I know that sometimes I read reviews because you guys were sharing it on Twitter. Uh, so, <laughs> but um, also before we continue, just to people watching live, I think we've uh, a few minutes. If you are watching us live, uh, hello everyone. First of all, there will be some giveaways um, of uh, these uh, very kind people have uh, very kindly. I'm saying kind a lot, but I very kindly agreed to give some giveaways. But it's not going to be that easy you're going to do a little bit of work you're going to have to go on the steam page of these games and uh and find out we're going to ask questions throughout this interview throughout this hour um or maybe a little bit longer but i won't try, try not to keep you too long um and whoever gets the the answer first in the live chat uh will win a copy of uh, one of these games so we will do it first so we'll be you'll have a chance to win a free copy of I'm going to call it Justin Weck, Lucy Dreaming, and uh, Nine World Lies. So get those, uh, get, get ready on the keyboard. We will say when we will be there. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, we will put a link to the store on the Steam pages as well in the live chat. 
Um, if you join us afterwards, well, look, we can maybe, we'll see what we can do, but, you know, <laughs> um, uh, we'll see. So, uh, yeah, so before we get to a giveaway, we'll give some more people a chance. Hello to people joining us live, um, I believe. Uh, Christopher Chu, hello. Kinney Games, hello. Will, uh, he's also working on a really good looking game, Signal and Echo. Iris is missing. I played a demo after Adventure X. I really enjoyed that, and I'd really encourage people, you guys, to play it as well. It's a uh, old school type typing game. You actually type, but it feels modern as well. Um, Olivier, hello, and uh, Jim Hughes, hello. So um, if you are joining us, um, yeah, feel free to say hi. And most importantly of all, make sure you get the answers in for the giveaway. So yeah, we were talking about uh, reviews, releasing the case because I know Tom when we spoke it was on the day of release. I'm not sure if that was a good idea or. <laughs> I think it was. It, it was. It, it... Again, yeah, it kind of swung both ways. It was, it was, it was a really good idea, and then it was a really awful idea when it was just about to happen. And then while I was chatting to you, it was, it was brilliant because it was really cathartic, and it gave me a bit of a break because I've just been, like I was sort of saying earlier, just obsessing about mm. the minutiae of releasing a game and actually having a bit of a time to just chat about bollocks was was really welcome <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's so because I know when I when I spoke to when I spoke to Silvernode, guys from Silvernode Studio, I think before when I had already played an early access version, and then Pontus, I think we spoke around the same time that you released your game as well. Um, mm. So uh, I, I I suppose yeah, well, I guess the first question is um, yeah, just how do you guys feel? We started speaking about that that now that you've released the game and put it out there. Um, is it now relaxing or are you still nervous, you know, when you read comments about the game on Steam or reviews as well? Or um, just just how does it feel that you are now officially adventure game developers, that you've released <laughs> a game? <laughs> it, it feels weird to have someone call you an adventure game developer. Yeah, that, that's the weirdest thing just that a second ago. It's yeah, like, oh, that it, feels weird. I, I don't feel like I'm a game developer, even though I've literally made and published a game. Yeah, yeah so you are, it, like it, it or not. Just, it's just like a thing that we did and it doesn't, it's it's different from a real game, even though it, it very much is a real game. And it's just, it's hard to reconcile that 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 feeling actually. It's quite interesting. And, <laughs> but it feels, the, the first, feels good to be done. The first two weeks after release, you know, I was just thinking, okay, because we spent a lot of time testing the game and I was just waiting for, you know, the, the house of cards to fall. Oh, there's a, there's a game breaking bug here and people can't finish it. And, you know, and it's all tied up, but it all worked out because we did proper testing and it, it was all fine. But, um, you know, I think now we're starting to relax a bit, you know, I'm not every day going looking at the steam stuff and, you know, so, the, and this is now I think month three and, um, you know, it's, it's satisfying, but it's, it's also, you know, to, you put yourself in a very vulnerable space because you put out something that you've invested so much of yourself and it's nice to see the good stuff. And luckily for us, it was mostly good. There's now and then there is a bit of negative stuff, but that's just part of it. Um, but it's, it's very satisfying, you know, to, to be, have made this thing that people enjoy. Yeah. I reached the point about, a week or so ago when I would log into Steam and there's there's the little notifications thing. So the, whole, the, whole, the whole Steam is kind of dark, dark yeah. grey, dark blue, that except there's no bright green. Yeah. And when you log in and you kind of and you and you, your eye catches the fact that there's this light green, you think, oh God, there's a notification. How many notifications are there? 
what what have people discovered what's gone what's wrong happened? what's gone wrong <laughs> and i've now reached that point like about a week or so ago where i'm logging in consistently day after day and there's no green and like mm. the last green was like was like oh someone's invited you to be their friend on steam it's like yay that's, that's a legitimate <laughs> notification one day i logged on and i saw 10 and i just about had a heart attack but i'd just been playing a game the day before and it was just all of the the cards that you get or whatever oh i, I did, nearly um, died i did a, a a live stream with um with trolls with um space quest historian recently and he actually he, he kind of he, as he was kind of sharing his screen i i saw his kind of his steam this he was logged in his steam and it had this little notification and he doesn't check his notifications so there was like it's like 80 or something like that and it just triggered me as soon as i saw it it was like oh god <laughs> it's like it's somebody else's screen but it's still just getting the cold yeah. sweat i had a similar situation even after launch like uh, i didn't look at those because uh, I didn't really understand that that was something uh, you were supposed to focus on. My eyes never really went to that place. <laughs> and then, like, uh, <laughs> it was several days after release, I saw, holy moly, there's a community on the uh, on the actual Steam page. Yeah, because you don't get you don't get notifications by default. Mm. I just happened on like the day I was I released. I just happened to look and. On the day of release, I'm guessing there was probably something wrong. So someone happened to send a notification. I saw it and went, oh, that's weird. I didn't get a notification. I should probably check on that regularly. And it's yeah. like, I'm so yeah, glad yeah. I did because so many other developers I've spoken to have said, oh, you know, like we're three weeks in, we thought it was all good. And then we came in and realized that everyone's mm. slagging us off right. in the community because we're yeah. not responding. It's like, well, yeah, the like, same why thing you here. don't get a notification? It was on Discord. I mean, Someone pointed it out on Discord. Like, you know, there's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of buzz going on there. You should probably answer some of those. Oh. <laughs> and I took a look and it was like, holy moly, I got there and I got to answer this thing and, and Yada yada. So it was, and yeah, I missed I mean, a lot. Steam, the Steam forums is like high school all over again, right? If you don't, if you don't show up to the to the events, they people immediately jump to conclusions and start saying, "Well, I guess it's a dead game, abandoned game. Dev doesn't care." Meanwhile, you're like, "I just had to go buy something." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I've, as I said, I haven't released. Uh, any games but you know the odd time we would get reviews on the podcast and even that can be kind of terrifying like oh my god first of all people are listening to this secondly like <laughs> oh I, I you know and now they've all been really good but there was one review that was only three stars and uh, it was still positive they were very nice they said it's a very nice idea you know it's really good I'm really enjoying it but the one thing is uh, there are some you know sound issues and this was towards the beginning of the podcast and I think the episode that they had listened to was with my first interview with the Coles, you know, uh, Corey and Laurie Cole. And I forgot, you know, with, um, I think I was, I thought I was, I plugged in, you know, my microphone, but uh, sound wasn't going to my microphone with my webcam. So uh, the it's sound. Exa it's exactly, it doesn't matter what you do. As soon as you're doing something that you are, you are, you're doing something creative, you're creating something and you're, you instinctively, you are, you are putting something of yourself into that. As yeah. soon as you put it out there, generally speaking, the creative community respect that and will be oh yeah, and they, they, about that. But and this person kind of, was nice, but it was kind least, of like <gasps> at least it's kind of constructive, and that's why yes. I'm, I'm trying. You, it's it's hard, but you try and focus it and go well. I'll build that into the next game, or that's really good <laughs> constructive, or you know, and I, I'll yeah. you know, and you have to, but you have to kind of respond as well to, and obviously I, mean, I there was I I actually had my first 
negative review on Steam a couple of days ago. And it was it wasn't it wasn't and it didn't have any real kind oh, of substance yeah. to it. And my instinct is to respond and go mm. and, and like just try and be diplomatic. And when when you go to kind of look at the comments on Steam, Steam goes, "Yeah, you don't want to just don't like just if you are you the developer, <laughs> just don't respond. Like this yeah. is not how it's done. Yeah, you do that, it's it'll open the floodgates, and then it's just hell and pain and just not worth it. Because yeah. part of you just wants to say, oh, if I can just make them see X Y Z, understand. <laughs> but the thing is. Some people, it's just not the game for them. End of story. You know, mm, nothing yeah. you say or do can change that. Hey, some, some of the, the negative just to comments read it. are also oh, sorry, Pontus. Some mm. of the negative com comments are also weird. You know, we had some yeah. weird stuff that doesn't make sense. Like the guy, he played, I think, like zero, like two minutes. Oh, yeah, this is people. He, he was like upset that it was a point and click. You know, uh, <laughs> I was like, guy. You know, so it's it's always it's a hit or miss, you know. But, yeah, and uh, they're all they're always the vocal ones. They're the ones who will kind of go, yeah, I, yeah, it was shit. It's like I, I like I, I much prefer first like first person shooters. <laughs> well, uh, not a lot I can do yeah. about that. <laughs> I mean, I, I think my, my favorite quote unquote negative review we got was before release, which was just <laughs> someone who posted on the forums, all caps, and just said cringe, and that was it. Oh. <laughs> and that was Ooh. it. And then, like wow. a month later, deleted the post. So who knows what was going on? Yeah, that, I mean that's that a bit harsh. Before the game is even released, although, <laughs> well, we we could talk a little bit about, uh, well, very briefly about some of the reaction to screenshots from Monkey Island, if you wish, because I'm oh. curious to know what you think. I don't want to focus on oh, that. Wow. But sorry, Pontus, you were going to say something. Um, if you I remember, was, I was probably probably something very profound. And enlightening. Let's all pretend that we. Yeah, pretend to be pretend that it was really profound. You make a good point. But I was yeah. going to say that that I had the same situation with a mic uh, as you had that uh, you didn't like uh, plug it in on an actual <laughs> like uh, voice acting session, a whole session. Like I had this. <laughs> like a friend who did a lot of voice acting for the game and and I had rigged up this really good mic and I was sitting in front of him with a computer and everything and um uh, I plugged in sometimes just to check just to sanity check what was going on and it, it sounded good uh, but then I could hear that okay it was recording from the computer mic I forgot to <laughs> to actually oh, I I did that which, for our which demo mic as well was using. I got but, I got I got we we recorded probably about a third of the the stuff the the third of the the, the voices for the demo before I realised that it the audacity was defaulting to like the webcam mic rather yes. than the actual yeah. mic yes. and then and I'm turning it round it yeah. doesn't seem to get any better even if you're outside the room it's yeah. it's the same I don't understand. <laughs> Oh, my first God. my first idea was like oh i forgot to draw the blinds on the window <laughs> could that be the, <laughs> that, that the huge effect? <laughs> yeah. maybe i'm oh, like super God. audio blessed that i can hear these things so well <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like okay how do i how do i how do i say this to the guy do i do i make up something like oh, i didn't draw the the, the blinds on the so, so the reflections all the, everywhere or do i just come clean <laughs> well that, that in in game development every single aspect of creating the game goes through some stage of an equivalent of that where you do you do something monumentally stupid and then you learn from it and you go oh right next time my workflow will be a lot better but this is like i'll just have to make do and patch it and kind of you know and just every you know whether it's the artwork or the development or the audio or whatever it is there's something kind of go 
it's all like for me it's been just like a huge learning curve and i've just made so many mm. stupid mistakes along the way and then <laughs> yeah. like at the end of it i'll come out of it and go oh, I, I could probably cobble something together next time well, I, I think mean, we, sorry, I was going to say, we need to stress as well that all of these D3 games are your first games that you've released. So if we go back to even the most famous people, like Ron Gilbert, his first adventure game, Tim Schafer, Jane Jensen, you know, Sierra. And, um, you know, so, it, but I think they're fantastic adventure games, not just, you know, for game, first adventure games, but um, but uh, in, in any case as well. But I think that's when you say made mistakes, that it's kind of like, because, I mean, this is your first time literally releasing games, so... Yeah, there won't um, be any mistakes in the next game at all. Absolutely not. So easy the next time. I mean, yeah. probably two, two, three weeks maximum. Absolutely. It'll be like so a It actually makes itself, right? You, you don't <laughs> yeah. even have to do anything. Well... Well, D- D- Darren Bell in the chat said uh, you point and click in FPS games too, which is, you know, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> I mean, anyway, point and click is the er genre, isn't it? I mean, yeah. back and in caveman times, people would point at things and click <laughs> sort of with their spears. Well, so, go back and just I mean, and whack. It's, it's, it's very fundamental. <laughs> it's fundamental to yeah. our human psyche and who we are. I don't know. They would click with their spears. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're talking about how easy yeah, the ahead. second game is. Um, I mean, I know our lives took us five years because we worked part-time or whatnot. But I mean, the first two years of that, we bet was, I mean, that was all William at that time. And I mean, he's even said he basically has learned so much. By the end of the first two years, he redid it because it was... Was, he, he couldn't work with it anymore because he was so much better than he'd been at the start. He's like, no, this is all wrong. Redid all of his variables, all of the yeah. everything, just all redone in the first two years. And that's when it really started moving forward as the as what became the final product. Mm, yeah, I, I recognize people, that. When people look at games as it is for first-time developers, and you see the game, you think that's it went from nothing to that. It didn't, <laughs> you know. It it went through. I mean, I remember we had uh, initially we had like this weird stick figure floating across the screen, and then we implemented <laughs> the voices. But then it was just like flappy mouth, and we had to figure out how to do actual <laughs> lip syncing. So we did that. And Cuddles's walk was very awkward. You know, it looked like he was. You know, he had some sort of spinal in- injury. So we had to redo the walk cycle, and it's all these little improvements. And eventually, you end up with with the thing that you you feel is presentable but it's a road hey it's a road if it's your first time it's not easy. i'm looking i'm looking forward to where it like even when i start another game opening like a completely new document and starting it in the way that i've learned that next one. <laughs> yeah. by the end of it yeah. being in exactly yeah. the same situation where i go yeah the next time i'm not gonna start it like that i'm gonna start it like this so like each yeah. time it's gonna be like, it's gonna be past me was an idiot i mean next time yeah. that's what I'm gonna <laughs> he didn't know what he was doing <laughs> Well, uh, now before we go to the first question, uh, I just wanted to talk Kinney Games as well. Yes, it was your game as well, uh, Will Signal and Echo. And he he shared on uh, on his Twitter page a very weird review that uh, his demo got. It was positive, but it's from, I don't know if you guys heard of Kaka guy. I've not heard of that before. No, I had never, I... and apparently he's on, Re- I don't know, on it's Red like or something. Meme yeah. or something that, like, yeah, space. And it's one of the weirdest he mentioned, like, uh, like, uh, oh, journalism, you say is easy, call, call. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Are you making fun of journalism? <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> but it was, it was a thumbs up, and even for nine more lives, um, again, it was positive. But one of the criticisms it said that the game was too short, and then it said plus 10 hours. 
I saw that one. It's like 10 the, hours. Yeah, I wasn't London. sure Good game, how too like, short. But there was a guy who thought the game was too big for its length. He's like, why is it five gig if it's only 10 hours? And I was like, what are you, car- <laughs> what? That was a very unusual one. But, you know, it, it brings up a good discussion point, you know, value versus money, because, I mean, we're not, uh, I mean, I think we're $20 um, mm. for a 10 to 12 hour game. I mean, I don't think it's it's excessive, but it, it shows you people have connect different um, monetary uh, value to the, the, the expectation. No, but I mean, just... for, for me, like 10 plus hours now is long because i don't have a huge amount of free time <laughs> but i love shorter games now that i can finish them and actually yeah. your game nine more lies took me i think 18 hours to oh. complete probably longer now i was clicking on everything and clicking twice and i know i, I was this going to sound weird but at least the two of you guys will understand i was licking everything <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense you play the cat there's a lick uh, option in the game and it's very he wasn't funny. just licking, his, licking things in his room or something <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought that that was, you know, that was very strange but we can talk a little bit more about that but shall we get on to the first giveaway and before we get on to your games um, Tom Green the developer of Unknown Number a first person talker has very kindly agreed to give uh, free code uh, to, to one lucky winner um so but first i'm going to play a trailer and i'm going to go through the steam page to see if there is a question that i can ask i might be asking a question from the trailer or from the steam page we shall see um so uh so get your typing ready would you guys like to see a trailer for first of all unknown number if i can play it <laughs> absolutely yeah. uh okay so well, well, uh, I, you know, the first I'm going to the, the YouTube link to see that. Uh, yeah, now I'm going to share my screen. Oh, you yeah. called it the first person caller. Yes. That's an and interesting it's, genre. It's really, really good game. I would highly recommend. I have played it. I had a huge amount of fun with it. Uh, but here is the trailer. Now, in this trailer, you're going to hear a voice and see uh, a girl playing it. So she's not part of the team. She's not part of the game. Someone playing it. So it shows how you play the game. Um and then part of the game gameplay as well. So, uh, yeah, I think it's best to explain it, you know, through the video, through the trailer, and you can listen to it as well if you're listening to this on audio afterwards. So, uh, if this goes well, here is a trailer for Unknown Number, a first-person talker. I am in this till the end. So do I open the voicemail? Welcome to Slygoil Security Systems. Please say the passphrase. Oil. Which officer would you like to give an order to? Officer Walters. Oh my god. I do solemnly pledge to sacrifice all that I am. I can't believe I just said that. Cross on one. You know, I've got you here, Slego. The crew must be staring straight at me. Oh my god, it changes every time! Ah! I really don't want to sing. Lara had a little lamb. What? This is a transmission from the Metropolitan Police. Do I want to get in with the police? Let's talk about my money. Yeah, which we stole. I can't tell if you're good or bad. Oh, if this is Morse code, blaming hell. Two no, no. and a half minutes to go. I will, I will, I will. 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 I will.
You're gonna come back begging for more. I know you are. Yeah. I want you right out. <laughs> so, do you guys see and hear that okay? Yeah. How, yep, how yep, is yep. that only? I've just checked this Steam page. It's only got 15 reviews. I know. It's, that, that looks amazing. It, it is amazing. Um, and again, I'm, I am not, uh, as I said, I am not um you know involved in that game at all but i loved it i played it and you know that girl that that was kind of me i was you know you go through <laughs> all the emotions in the game it's like uh it's kind of very stressful at times because they're calling you and it's like we're about to die here you need to do this and it's but it's a huge amount of fun it's very very funny as well you how, heard the voice how acting long is it? how long is oh, it a few hours that didn't take me too long um i think it took me about four or five hours or something um, but um, it's a lot of work. So, so yeah, no, like, looking a lot yeah. at how different each of those sort of scenarios yeah, is. Very yeah. impressive. In there is a huge variety in puzzles as well, as you saw in the trailer. You heard that she, you have to uh, maybe sing. There's a music. No, the puzzles yeah. are kind of. Most of them are relatively easy. Um, but um, it's uh, you know the point isn't really the puzzle. It's using your voice, like you know you have to imitate a woman. In, oh, in interesting. Unless you're a woman, presumably. If, if, you're, if you're a woman, it shouldn't be too difficult. But if you're like me, <laughs> uh, and you do test, you know, see how, how can you get your voice like this? Now that's not like a woman. I was a woman. But, <laughs> yeah. From, <laughs> yeah. From the Monty Python school of women. Yes. <laughs> that's where I do my female. Breath. Apologies to anyone listening or watching for that. But I had to do something like that, and there is such variety, and I had such amount of fun. Um, playing that game. So there is one uh, one code available to one lucky winner. You know, I don't, sh should I, I was thinking when I was watching the trailer, should I ask a question from the trailer and Steam page or is that, is is that mean? Is that, <laughs> see who's really paying attention. Uh, well, the, tra the trailer's on the Steam page as well, isn't it? I suppose if you're yes. asking people to, to come up with, like be the first person in the chat to yeah. do it, then you're, Probably you're asking Steam page. To, to leave the podcast and then come back. That is true. So, so you don't want them. I'd say you don't want them like that. I was trying. I that is true. I was. Minutes. I was thinking, but for the trailer, we start. No, I'll just stick to the Steam page. So, um, yeah. So on the on the Steam page, actually, I should really um, put it into the live chat. Thank you, Tom. So this is for people watching live. Uh, that is uh, that is a link to the Steam page for unknown number, and the question is, uh, la 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 la. Uh, just want to make sure you can find it. Um, that it is. Oh yes. Are so, you going to ask the question in in the woman voice? <laughs> <laughs> That's me. But do it. I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. How much money? <laughs> no, no, go on, no, do it, do it, do it. I'll ask it twice. <laughs> okay, so uh, how much money are they trying to steal? For anybody who didn't get that, how much money are the characters in the game trying to steal? There are two eco-warriors who we saw in the trailer and heard in the trailer. They're trying to steal a certain amount of money. How my, much my, my money? My answer is in the chat. 
of of the uh, of of our, our own personal chat rather. Oh, than... okay. Fine. <laughs> just it, just in case no one else gets it, I want to our <laughs> private chat. Really Whoever awesome. gets it first in the chat on YouTube, uh, will get will get a free code to this uh, really really good game. So again, it's uh, how much money uh, are they looking to steal? And the the answer is on the Steam page now. If nobody gets the answer, well then I guess. Tom, you might get the game. <laughs> I, I would be that would make me so happy because it looks honestly, it looks so good. In fact, actually, you know what? I, I think I, you should get. Bearing that. in mind they've only got fifteen reviews, and I know that the currency of game. Yeah, I should put the review as well. Reviews, I, I, I will, I will purchase it and give them a proper review because that, that's, that's how, that's how it should be done. That, that algorithm is a brutal mistress. Oh my grief. life! Especially yeah. if you've if you've had a Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. And you're like the first kind of 600 or whatever uh, most engaged Ooh. players aren't, aren't, you know, aren't going to count. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Mm. yeah that's tough. So, uh, so yeah, far, we but, have nobody but, who's answered in the in the YouTube chat. So. Okay. <laughs> but, but you can oh, find kids. the answer on the, on the page, right? Not we, in the trailer. I, I think we have a winner. Okay. Uh, the, well, Kinney Games will, he put the answer as. Seven billion dollars. Is that correct, Tom? Uh, that's what that's what I found. That's, it is indeed correct. They were trying. They're looking to steal seven billion dollars from the world's most notorious oil baron. And now there is a reason for that, which we'll find out in the game itself. So, um, uh, but yeah, thank you so much. There will be more chances to win now. Your games as well uh, later on. Uh, we'll have questions as well. So well done, Kinney. I will send you the, the code after this interview. Uh, but stick around because there will be chance you can still win a copy of Nine War Lives, Justin Wack, and Lucy Dreaming um, if you stick around. So, um, yeah, where were we? I suppose we were talking about uh, the value uh, that people put um, on games. So I suppose, what, what do you guys think about this, the, the length of, of games? Now that you've made games, you've released games, um, Adventure games. Um, what, what what do you guys think of it? Should, should adventure games be a certain length um, in order to I don't know to have to be worth a certain amount, or is it more quality? You know, can a three, four, five hour game be worth twenty or even forty dollars? Uh, do you think so? Mm. One of the start... things that oh, I yeah? found. Oh, sorry, don't. Sorry, Karen, don't. Uh, oh yeah, no, who's uh? Well, yeah, who wants to go? Um, Daniel, were you going to say something as well? Oh, no, I was just thinking, you know, because, for example, if I think of the stuff I play, like when I play like an Ubisoft game, you know, it's towers, it's icons, but it's purely to turn my brain off. It's not actually to engage with the, the game. The game is just a backdrop to me doing something else, watching a show or listening to music or whatever. And the longer that is, the better, because then it's the same monotonous thing. But as soon as you're talking about story and you want to be engaged, then I think not necessarily shorter is better, but I don't know if I would make it through, say, a 30-hour narrative-heavy mm. game because it's it's too much focus. <laughs> I haven't got the time to come back and remember. What, so in those situations, five to ten hours, that's the sweet spot for me. That being said, Daniel is playing Disco Elysium right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> to be, look, that's a special that case. That's a special case. That's like... Oh, I could go on about that game. I, it's it's incredible. I, I I feel depressed because I'll never write anything as good as that. It's just unbelievable. I never want it to end. Anyway, 
Yeah, no, I think Disco Elysium is one of these rare narrative games that it's about 40 hours, but it it's it doesn't feel, you know, it doesn't feel mm, too long because gripping. usually after eight, ten hours of a narrative game, I am thinking, okay, they're kind of padding it a little bit. I mean, but this game, 40 hours, and there's no padding in it. There's it's no incredible. section Absolutely that I would remove. Um, I don't know how much work it must have taken to do. I mean, apparently it's got a million words and it shows, but they're all incredible. Mm. Um, I don't know yet, Tom, were you going to say something? Oh, I'm, I'm in this sort of position where I am, I am catastrophically bad at playing adventure games. So I don't think I've ever, when, when I started <laughs> I making feeling. one, I started making a game and people would say, oh, well, you know, maybe somewhere between kind of six to eight hours, that's a kind of a decent game. And I'm there thinking, I, I don't remember ever finishing a an adventure game in less than kind of three months. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm not like a solid play, but I, I, because it was always split over such a long period of time, mm. I had no idea how long, and I've never, I never really used Steam. Okay, so a bit of background. My, I stopped playing games when I was trying to kind of do my late teens, and then I've kind of started making games, but I've not, I've missed out. I've got my whole kind of adventure game education kind of stopped in like the kind of late nineties. So I'm kind of coming from that point where I had no idea how long I was playing a game for. It could be six months, could be a year, it could be a few weeks, I don't know. And now I've got to kind of learn what, like if you're putting out a game, how long it should take, how to test that, how, you know, and, and there are people playing my game. Some people have completed it in six or seven hours. Some people have taken 30 or 40 hours. It depends on how, you know, it's, like, it's a very difficult thing mm. to judge. Um, but it seems to be from from a kind of completely objective opinion. That I I wouldn't use my own ability on at playing adventure games as a benchmark for measuring how long it takes to complete one. So based on testing, it seems that somewhere between six hours and ten hours is kind of that's somewhere in there gives you a kind of a a decent game. And then obviously that your price point will depend on that. So if you're kind of near the 10, 10 hour mark, you're kind of nearer nineteen, twenty dollars. If you're at the kind of the five or six mark, you're maybe at kind of thirteen, fourteen dollars or something mm -hmm. like that. You know, so that that sort of and that's I suppose that's where you then have to start thinking about your your kind of your price point. But I found when when I put in going back to kind of what we were talking about with the reviews and the length of the game and how those tied together some of my worst reviews have been on when I've released, I, I released a, a jam game on um, Android, fine, fine on iOS, fine on Steam, um, on Android, it was kind of, it, it was like, it was, it was open to everyone. And there aren't a lot of adventure games on Android. So it, it doesn't, it doesn't have that kind of same adventure game community that kind of rally around it. Um, it was, it was a jam game. It was free. It was, you know, it was about 45 minutes, an hour long, maybe. And also the demo for this, for, for Lucy Dreaming as well, was similar length and, and on there as well. And most of the non kind of five star reviews were three or four stars. And they were like, loved it. Brilliant. Really, you know, really, really great to see a point and click game. Um, bit short. And that, it's like, it's free it was like it kept you entertained for over an hour <laughs> yeah yeah it was free and but it's that kind of complete disconnect that people have with game developers and i think they they assume a lot of people especially when they when they've not part of the adventure game community which is very i think very much more aware 
compared to a lot of other communities, that not every single game is churned out by a giant studio. And it's not there just to make money. It is, th it is there because the person who made it has a passion for it and wanted to make it. And as soon as I engage people in the, in the reviews and say, oh, like, like, actually, you know what? If you gave me a five-star review, then it's going to help support my studio. I can make more games. I'd really love to make a full-length version. And then nine times out of 10, they'll go, oh, brilliant. And, and they kind of, they feel engaged and they feel that they've had a connection. But I think um, automatically, a lot of them assume that that connection is never going to be there. So they just kind of go, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a currency. It's just, it, you know, they can, they can leave a bad review and, uh, you know, or, and, and go, nah, that, that was the thing I didn't like. It wasn't perfect mm. because it was a bit short. It's like, well, <laughs> it's a free game. <laughs> what do you expect? That is incredible. You know, I think there was a, I can't remember the name of it. I think it's Serena, Serena from Agustin Cortez. Uh, it was, again, a free game, one hour. And <clears throat> I think someone then played the game and then wrote that, oh, it's only one hour. It, you know, that's one hour. And it's like, it's free. <laughs> and it's good. But um, uh, Pontus... They, they want long free games. That's what, that's what yeah. they want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we... How hard is it to make a triple A free game, 40 hours long, multiple genres? I mean... Game developers are just lazy. That's absolutely yeah, and and we we want it now. And if there's any delay on the release date, you know, you guys are evil. You know, it's. But I, think, I must say though, but, we delayed about four hundred thousand times, I think, and all we got every time was just people saying, "Yep, look, I'm not. I haven't lost anything. The game, yeah. the game wasn't out, and it's still not out. You guys take the time that you need, which was great because we." delayed in that for like three years in total i think it was crazy but what what this has done for me personally is that i have a lot more i've got a lot more leeway for developers you know because i get it I've, I've i've now seen how the cake is made you know so when there's release dates or when things aren't perfect i mean it's at the end of the day it's people behind it especially if it's an indie studio even a sole developer you know i mean it's it's game development is it's so many disciplines to pull together in one product as a small team or as an individual. It's nearly impossible. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, all the yeah. disciplines that you have to master to put a product together and even a multi-hour product. I mean, when we made the game, we never set out to make a 10-hour plus game. I mean, the first time we we played it and I saw, you know, okay, the, the quick playthrough is about four hours. I'm like, I was surprised by that. And, you know, for us, it... it the length was a byproduct of the story, you know, because me and Daniel, we often would debate and he would say, no, but this is needed for the story. And I would say, but that would add like three months of dev time, you know, and that's why our stuff got pushed because we did it. And I think that's maybe... Hey, it's not my also... fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all your fault, Daniel. Oh, this that's, again, that's all I say. Bartholomew is safe. And that's the thing, you know, so I think for, for us... Uh, the the length of the the game doesn't really matter that much as long as it's not padding you know as long as exactly. it serves the story yeah. it can yeah. be a five hour story and i if if i feel satisfied at the end of those five hours i'm happy to pay 20 dollars. you know it's the experience i'm mm. buying but um i mean uh, there are some games where you 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 feel that the game was was cut short you know it didn't get the proper ending that it needed it didn't properly land the ending it did a disservice to everything else and that's also maybe the you know the realities of game development because if it feels rushed funds, you mm, know if back yeah. then felt like that to there, me there, the there ending some... felt like came out of nowhere it was rushed yes very confusing 
Yeah. Um, no, because sometimes if you think if a game feels rushed, you know, that it goes towards the end, like, you know, does a Game of Thrones season eight? And it's like, oh, wait, <laughs> hang on a second. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, but which was an issue with uh, your game, Nine More Lives. And hey, speaking of Nine More Lives and free games, uh, <laughs> <laughs> would we, uh, first of all, um, I will put uh, um, a link to the Steam page of Nine More Lives in the chat. So again, get ready, uh, people. Now, uh, we might, I think I'll play a trailer. I know you guys, William and Daniel, have probably seen this trailer and seen parts of the game a million times. But for people watching, uh, because your game looks beautiful, I think it's worth to see a trailer of it as well. And then I'll, or you guys will ask a question from that we can that we can find in the Steam page. So anyone watching live uh, after the trailer will have the question. And again, the first person who gets it right um, will win a free copy of Nine World Lives. Um, so would you guys like to see a trailer of your game? And well, Tom and Pontus, would you like to see a trailer of Nine More Lives? Of course, absolutely. Of course, I love the voice acting in it. So mm. let's hear well, some more of that. Uh, so Nine More, ooh, uh, I think I have this. I hope this is the trailer. <laughs> yes, cats, cartels, and crime. Welcome to Meow Meow Furrington. A city that will just as soon claw your eyes out as lick your face. Explore the hangouts and high points of this feline fatopia. Solve the mystery of a murder that threatens to spill into the city like an overturned saucer of milk and ignite a war between the powerful Montemu and Catulet families. And lick things like an overeager kitten in a new house. Lick first and meow questions later. Oh. And definitely solve that murder, too. You know, if there's time, stretch your legs, clean your whiskers, and dive into Nine Noir Lives. Enjoy a classic point-and-click adventure game full of humor, crazy characters, and intriguing locations. Solve challenging puzzles and answer the immortal question, how many things need to be licked to solve a murder in this crummy town? Looks pretty decent. I might check it out. I think that looks uh, uh, okay. Um, so now, Guinea Games has said that uh, they're they're kindly stepping aside, not because they don't want the game, but because they've won a copy game already. So other people have a chance to win nine war lives. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, I suppose uh, well, what is the question that uh, you guys have that people can find on the Steam page? So the question, yeah, really? uh, it's fine. The question was also in the trailer. The answer was in the trailer. You know, what is the city called of Nainua Live? So what is the city called where this adventure takes place? Mm. That's the question. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it, it's interesting as well. The sound that a cat makes as well. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> just putting it out there. And, uh, you know, when you, I don't know, when you rubbed them as well, that, Dude, anyway, probably giving two. So it's, <laughs> can, you, can you do a cat voice? Should oh, do you want me to do a cat voice? <laughs> what is really? a cat voice? <laughs> so you want me to go, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, 
there is a, we have an answer. I'll, I'll put this to you guys. Is it, is it the correct answer? So Darren Bell says the answer is meow, meow, Farrington. That's correct. That's it. <laughs> That's exactly so, it. Congrats. Con- congratulations, Darren. I will send you a code um, af- uh, afterwards, hopefully on YouTube now. Should have probably asked for... Um, I mean, I'm sure it'll be okay for you, but anyway, so we'll do it afterwards. Uh, you've won a copy of uh, Nine World Live, so congratulations, Darren. Um, and again, it was a great game. I uh, I played an air, I played an early access version that you guys kindly sent, and I still loved the game, it, even though I could finish it, but it wasn't, you know, you're still working and still putting the finishing touches on it. Um, <clears throat> so I, I, I mean, it looks fantastic as, as well. So you guys, unfortunately, didn't hear the voice acting in that trailer, which was really good. Um, I suppose a question that I wanted to ask you, uh, so Kitty Game says applause and then app pause. Well done, Kitty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, many cat puns. So puns. Well, one of the things about all three of your games is that they're all traditional point-and-click adventure games. They're you know different, they're other differences. They're comedy, I'd say, um, or comedic elements. Um, what, one of the things that I wanted to ask is first of all puzzles and gameplay. Uh, because there are puzzles in your adventure games as well. The people say nowadays that adventure games are too easy. Um, I think from what I've played of all three of your games, I think the difficulty seems about just right. Um, what What is your opinion? I suppose I'll ask uh, William and Daniel since we just saw a trailer of Nine More Lives. So how do you approach adding puzzles? In By the way, if anybody in the chat has questions for Pontus, Tom, William or Daniel, please put them in as well. Um, I would be happy to to hear from you. But my question is, how did you? How was your approach to putting puzzles in the game? Oh, the puzzles was one of the trickier things for sure because it's exactly that problem of what's easy for you could be super difficult for someone else. I'm actually terrible at puzzles. I I <laughs> can't really play puzzle games. Like I've been stumped by Mist, by Riven, countless adventure games. It just frustrates me because I'm bad at them. Yet here I was helping design an adventure game. So it was, it was, and William is an expert in puzzles. So it was like, basically we took the middle ground between the two of us. Like he would say, no, there's got to be some challenge. I'm like, yeah, but this is too challenging. And then he'd say, no, but this is too easy. So then we'd find a way to make that particular puzzle harder. And then it was just having people actually try it and getting a bunch of feedback from people like you and just saying, okay, is this hitting where we thought it would? Um, and then we adjusted a few things just before release. And then at some point we were just like, well, we've got story mode. So we do have an option for those people like me who get stuck easily, the story mode, all but gives you the answers. So that was sort of the easy mode. But at the end of the day, we, we couldn't do something like you saw in, for example, um, uh, not there, the tentacle, um, Thimbleweed Park, where puzzles were fundamentally different on the multiple difficulties. We didn't have the budget or time for that. So we kind of just had to give it our best guess based on past experience and play testing and then kind of just hope that we hadn't messed up. <laughs> I mean, we, there was some concern. I mean, I was worried that, oh, this particular puzzle, people, everyone's going to get stuck there. We have to do this and this. And William was co- concerned about a puzzle with a safe where we actually put the answer in three different spots in different ways so that just in case someone missed the first two, they'd get the third one or something like that. And I mean, in the end, I don't think we got any at all. I mean, the reviews were were split. So some said, oh yeah, 
It's a very easy, very straightforward. Other one said, yeah, great challenging puzzles. Another one said, far too difficult. So I guess we did all right in the end. You know? I mean, <laughs> if everyone is complaining. <laughs> but the thing is, no one got stuck on one puzzle. And that's a good indicator. You know, everybody got stuck on different puzzles. And we, the, the way we... The way I designed it is you know, initially the puzzles are easy. Midsection is a bit harder. Um, and then the last section is a lot easy, is, is very easy because we're now ramping up and we want to get to the end. And the puzzles are also tied to the story as well. You know, it's not just random things that happen. But in the development, we found instances where you, where you would have a goal that you need to do. Like I think there was a thing or let me not spoil it, but there was a very obvious thing you you could do to solve a thing, but due to the design, you you were not allowed to do it. So we had to emphasize, emphasize that that's not allowed. And that's where signposting comes in because that's a lot of it. You know, it's just making sure that the player understands what is expected and what is the logical conclusion, you know, and I'm happy with how it ended up. I was a bit worried, like Daniel said, but um, you know, we where we felt that things weren't quite right or people got stuck, it wasn't obvious. We put in extra effort there to make it clear. You know, that's also why we had the hint system because then people can go and keep track of what they need to do. Because I know when I play an adventure game and I'm stuck, you know, I, I I get frustrated, and that's not what you want to do with the with the people. A little bit of frustration is good, and then you know mm. they go to bed and the next morning they wake up, they go, oh, you know what, I can do, I can do this and this and then they try it and you know that's that's how they get to the next section yeah that's i think that's a great point that you mentioned that a little bit of frustration but um i don't know then people you know have different opinions as they said some people thought that your games it was too easy sometimes it was too difficult others thought yeah great challenging puzzles others i don't know thought yeah puzzles were fine but um, but uh, Kinney Games has a question. He said, very interesting having a story mode. Do you know what proportion of players have played it this way? Uh, are you able to, uh, were no, you able to find out? No. I, that's don't. actually a great point. I wish I'd put in analytics for that, but we <laughs> unfortunately do not know. Uh, there isn't an achievement for it either because I didn't want to incentivize anyone to use it or not. It's meant to be purely a personal choice if you want to or not. Turn it on whenever you want and all that. So I actually don't have any idea. But um, I would imagine a, a, a lowish percentage. Adventure game fans tend to be pretty solid puzzle solvers at this point, you know, because mm -hmm. they've, they've done it all. So I think, but the story mode was really there for the odd person who liked cats didn't know anything about adventure games, but wanted to enjoy our game. Then they could but, turn on story mode and still have a great time. But was the story mode like um, like just more hints, uh, yes. in, like more signposting, or did you skip? Uh, yeah, no, it, it, it was just very detailed hints about what to do, almost telling you, go there, do that, but almost on just on the verge of that. Uh, I've just I've just literally just made a note of what Daniel was saying. It's like because it, when when you asked about do did you were you able to kind of track what people did, and like my first thought was like I don't know how you do that. And when Daniel just mentioned, well, we didn't put an achievement in for that. I'm thinking actually achievements are a really interesting way of <laughs> yeah. kind of putting yeah. out That's a great way to see how really, many people have finished your game. Yeah, well, I've got I've got I've got I've got one in for that, and I've got one in for a couple of like people who've done it without using the like the hotspot finder there's a there's mm. a separate achievement for that but i'd not i'd done that not thinking about 
wanting the data at the end. I've just thought about mm. it as a kind of thing that people might want. Play it, yeah. So actually, yeah. but actually, an idea of kind of, and I don't want to put achievements in for like yeah, just time <laughs> spent on yeah. each, you know, really like. But, yeah. actually, but it's an interesting one hour played, one point yeah. five, hours, <laughs> two hours played. <laughs> <laughs> is is there a good uh, is there good like uh, interface to to see the achievements uh, like um, the players' I, achievements? Or I don't know. I mean, there probably is on the back end. I have you, to go poke around. You can around. just go into. I think you can just go into into Steam. Go 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 into the achievement section, and it will tell you what the it's kind. Of, it's got like a little graph. It'll show oh, them, or it'll well, order fantastic. them. Fantastic! I'm to look at that actually. Kind of like mm -hmm. however, like the most kind of scored mm. one, and kind of underneath that. So I've got an idea of which ones people have done and i know exactly why they've done those and why some of them they haven't because they're just like they're, they're like really difficult to get um, the other option is just to use steam's own analytics to just bind that to toggling it in the options menu or something like that, mm. that. now apologies we are going over the time uh, but i'm still enjoying it so if you guys are willing to carry on a yeah. little bit yeah. uh, but of course Absolutely. i don't I know you guys have, you know, families and I don't know, children and other stuff. It's late as well. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I've got a cat staring me down and that's the only thing. Um, well, actually, there is another question, from Sarah, but we'll get to that. First of, um, first of all, I think um, for, we don't do another giveaway um, just to keep uh, things going. Um, shall we? I don't know, Pontus, um, mm -hmm. would you would you be willing to, uh, if people get a question about your game correct, um, would you be willing to give away free code? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. Perfect. Well, again, like what we've been doing, uh, would you guys like to see a trailer of Justin Wack and a big time hack? There we go. Second time I got it right. Um, that Pontus has probably seen a million and one times. Um, <laughs> But just to see, you know, for people watching and for you guys as well, just to kind of see, because it's also another game that looks beautiful um, as well. Uh, so would you guys like to see a trailer? Yeah. I hope the answer is yes. But <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, well, here is a trailer for Justin Wack and a big time hack. And are you making any progress? Oh, yes, I'm closing in on him, Doc. You can be certain of that. Justin works as an IT support technician. He doesn't really like his work and is still madly in love with his ex-girlfriend, Julia. Today, following some microwave space-time tomfoolery, Justin is about to switch places with someone from the past. Hey! Wait! Clute's gonna need your help adjusting to modern times. Gob, gob. <laughs> learning new languages. And making new friends. Wow, what is that? I love that sound. And while having a go at online dating, he might just run into Justin's ex-girlfriend. How's it going, Clute? Pretty, pretty good. Now, Justin needs your help getting back to his own time. And he also needs help figuring out who it is that keeps sending these scary-looking robots after him. Come out and face me, Lurker. I'm not afraid. You will be. You will be. From any timeline. Check. In any universe. And mate. What do you have to say about that, chump? 
Justin Wack and the Big Time Hack, a story about time traveling, love, and scary looking robots. Hang on, Julia, I'm coming home. Oh, I forgot that there was a cat in it as well. That there is. A... <laughs> I love that logo, and the cat at, sounds very. At theme going. So, so yeah. So, c- congratulations, Pontus, on the release of the game again. Well, thank um, you. It felt, felt actually good to to see that because uh, it's seldom that you watch your own trailer, <laughs> and uh, I bet it's the same for the rest of you guys. That yeah, we love our games, but we're also like uh, we associate our games with uh, tons of work and tons of stress mm. and tons of stuff we should get done and blah 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 blah. So. And you probably went through the same thing before releasing. I was like, I might have made a really bad game. Like I was like very uncertain of its quality yeah. all of a sudden. You know, it goes yeah, up and weird. down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but now when I looked at it now, I was like, it's a cozy. It's a cozy. I like the, it's, it, it, yeah. I think it's pretty it's good. Exactly but, that. Yeah. yeah I you, mean, can, we... you, you can be proud, I think. <laughs> we were really... really stressed that we'd like overdone it with the, the narration and the story because we knew there was a lot i mean william expressed concern to me many many times but i'm like but this is this is the story and then this and we agreed okay you know we're just going to make it a very narrative heavy game and then as a release of protest we're like oh is this too much oh people are going to hate this oh is, are they going to get through the first 30 minutes oh it's too much but in the end a lot of people enjoyed that aspect of it which it was a huge relief because it was exactly that feeling of well the game's out in the wild worst thing ever no one's gonna buy it no one's gonna play it we're a failure everything is terrible but it's the imposter syndrome right i mean Mm. when i saw the secret or the return of monkey island the new monkey island one i was like (laughs) it looks so good (laughs) our game but um you know that's the thing because you you lose perspective and it's it is very true pontus you know looking back you can when you see a thing now you go oh okay it's not bad you know i did that you know and i can be proud of it I say to William constantly, I say, you know, we, even if we never make another game, we made a game. How many people mm. make a game? It, yeah. it, feel, it feels really good. And we yeah. didn't, it, it wasn't a compromise. We, we made the very particular game we wanted to make. And yeah, it just yeah. It feels good. Yeah, if anything, we've we all grown, gotten a lot of more respect for any game out there, any, yeah, any yeah. person who released a true. game. Because you really have to be a bit uh, bonkers. <laughs> yeah, no, look, that's the only thing that keeps you going in year four when you're like, all right, time to put 120,000 words into this thing. Let's go. I feel like I'll, I will probably be more nervous about releasing a second game. The second I album. Think, <laughs> I th- yeah, well, I think I was, I was also hideously naive. And I, I didn't... I, what I, what I, one of the things I've learned most from kind of post-release is actually how much people care about mm. your game. Mm. So I, th- I thought like, as long as it isn't, you know, as long as the, the amount that someone's paying for it matches the amount of gameplay and the gameplay isn't completely shit, <laughs> that, like they'll look at it and they'll get to the end of it and they go, that passed the time, that was worth the yeah. money, and then they'll move on. 51% tick. And and I've got to, and people have got to the end of it and then they've got you know I mean like there are there are you know 
some people love the ending and some people are like oh well I, well I thought this and I thought that and you know and and you know and, and they 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 kind of they're really invested in the characters and they really care and it's made me realize that I've got a much stronger kind of duty of care that I have to have with the game in like I've got to handle it a bit more sensitively next time because this time I kind of just sort of went, just went ahead and went oh I'm making a game and no one's really going to care and if they like it they like it and if they don't they don't but actually people really got to the end of it and really kind of cared about the game so I I feel like it with an, with one like the next one I've got to make I've got to go I've got to bear that in mind I can't just make something that's really awful you're, and I'm, you're, I'm, you're jinxing yourself man no, I think the, you know that's that's something I've got to be aware of is that I was I was a bit kind of flippant about that this time round, and I think I now realise just how much people players do care about the characters, and because I, I I like I said I've not really played that many games recently. I don't remember. Maybe I did care about the game, but also you weren't in a position to kind of let your feelings be known you know what i mean mm-hmm. the, the, you know we're back back in yeah. the 90s yeah. the, the studios would put out a game you'd buy it a few years later or whenever you could afford it and you'd play it and you'd never have any contact there was never any backwards and forwards there was no real you know there were sort of chat rooms a bit maybe later on but you know now that you've got that kind of people can let you know just how they're feeling about your game that, that it makes me realize just how important that is. And that's something that I hadn't taken into account. I thought about, it's got to be a bit funny. The puzzle's got to be all right. The, you know, the artwork's got to be okay. <laughs> you know, it's got to be enough enough to just satisfy people. And actually it's got to be more than that. It's got to leave people with a, you know, a real sense of, of having kind of completed a story and gone on a journey with these characters. And, gone into a world, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've not written a story since I was in high school, since I was doing my GCSE. So I've not, I, I, this is the first story I've written. So when people are kind of, you know, critiquing the end of it, I'm like, good God, like, I, don't, I don't write stories. I just made a game. And it's like putting those two together, and realize, actually that is exactly what I've done. And it's, it's been a real kind of journey of discovery post-release, seeing how people are reacting to it. Yeah, no. I, I totally understand, you know, the sequel... It's, it's now you have expectation from people. The first game, no one knows about it. No one cares, really. It's a good game. People play it. They fall in love with the world. They fall in love with the characters. The sequel, they're excited. They're invested. But now you have a lot more pressure, you know, because you have to now deliver on that expectation. And that's, that's part of the challenge. So I totally get what you're saying. Mm. And, and, the, and the better your first game was, the harder it's going to be with the... Yeah. At oh, yeah. least expectation-wise. But... but uh... But yeah, we got to keep it. Uh, we got to keep it creative and fresh. You know, let's not psych our the pressure. The pressure. It, man. Well, I think um, uh, so. Uh, Pot. Oh, yeah, sorry. 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 No. No. This is great. It's a question. Sorry. No, you guys are doing my work for me. I think I might do this again in future. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, we have a. You have a question. So, if people again, I don't know. If people are still watching live. If you are and you want to. Uh, have a chance of winning uh, Justin Wack and a big time hack, which we've just seen in the trailer. Uh, now's your chance. Get the keyboard ready because Pontus has a question, which I don't know if it's going to be difficult, but you're going to have to check through the Steam page. A link is in the chat. Uh, so open up that now and listen to the question. So uh, Pontus, over to you. 
Cool. And if there's no one watching live now, you know, the, the, <laughs> it can go on. If, if we do this, if you have this on the podcast and no winner has been announced, you know. Sure. Maybe you could still win on the podcast. Because, yeah, it's because it might be a bit hard. But in my game, in Justin Wack and the Big Time Hack, there's a built in, there's like an NPC that takes care of the hint system for you. So you, you like converse with an NPC to, to get hints. And my question is, uh, this uh, NPC, um, she's sitting in an office building answering your call on like a, uh, like a call center situation. And behind her, there are posters. One of a very famous uh, point and click adventure game. Uh, and one more specifically of a very famous point and click adventure puzzle. Uh, and I'm going to make it so hard to ask what's the game, what's the well-known game behind her, and what's the well-known puzzle behind her. So this so can it, be seen on the Steam page as yes, well. If you yes. well, if you look through the Steam page, you can see. Uh, so there's a game. So what is a famous game be, behind uh, Dyla? Dyla, yeah. Dyla, and Dayla. what is the puzzle? So. Uh, we shall see. So, I, I, I mean, I can put that in the chat. So, it's game and puzzle that is on yeah. the store page. For again, if anybody gets this when you're watching live and you're listening or watching after, I do apologize. We could do something like this, um, afterwards. But while people are looking through that, uh, there's a question. Well, first of all, Darren uh, with Kitty Game says, uh, looks pretty, pretty good. Um, Darren Bell then says, it's awesome game. And he said a second-hand store owner had a very unique way of asking for monies. I don't know if I said that correctly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of references there. There's a Larry David reference there, the pretty, oh. pretty good that someone picked up. And the the the, the store owner there, yeah, that's a Stan, uh, uh, you know, the waving the hands uh, thing, I think they're referring to, and some uh, freak-out sessions about, uh, yeah, uh, a, b a big bunch of monies, uh, uh, exclamations yeah it's um yeah we went a bit crazy there uh, <laughs> th those uh exclamations <laughs> those like uh, uh chats about uh small bunches of money and medium-sized bunches of money and all that that was me and the guy who did the voice acting for that role getting like sleepy and being like wouldn't it be cool if we did this weird thing i just had this idea and he tried it, and I'm like, I like it. Do it, do it ten times more extreme. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is going to be great. And then in the end, you know, in, in the in the sober daylight afterwards, I'm like, it might work. And I tried it, and I'm like, yeah, I like it. I like it. It's going in there. Yeah, very nice. Uh, well, Kitty Game says, I hope Short would try his hand at a Larry David impression. Oh no, <laughs> I don't even know. Um, I mean, sure, sure, I, I do, but no, I, I don't think anybody wants, wants that. Um, if any of you guys want to do a Larry David impression, Pontus or Tom or William or Daniel, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, you've been typecasted as the impression. The impression I don't know why. We don't, we, don't very good. Your, we don't have your range. Yeah, yeah I know my range. Exactly. Your years well, look, of if, training. If, if anybody <laughs> wants a voice actor, you know, can do impressions. Of <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, while people are hopefully searching for the answer, if you're watching live, again, what is a game and puzzle in the background Zayla's office? If nobody gets this, uh, then I guess we can put this on the podcast. Um, I will say this in the outro. Um, oh, wait, we have an answer, I think. Uh, Olivier YC. Um, he says the game is uh, Maniac Mansion. Okay. Uh, it's really hard to see the puzzle. He says, is it the goat puzzle from Broken Sword? Boom, it is. So well nice. done, Olivier YC. Wow. Um, Justin Wack is yours. Um, so uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, it was kind of hard to see, but you can just see the goat puzzle there. Yeah, um, I think the question might have been harder than I thought, because now that I look at it, it's like, I'm used to seeing it in a more like uh, more <laughs> high resolution. I think on the screen now it's yeah, but yeah, good, 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 good one, Olivia. There. Well, we have yeah. one more game giveaway to give uh, later on. I think that would be open to everyone as well. Um, but the question that Darren has, and we can ask you, Pontus, since we're talking with your game, is that do you consider using a hotspot indicator as using a hint? Um. I do, I don't I think those for me those are I want to say I really like them so I use them in the game and I've I've got used to yeah them. me too yeah I think it's uh, you know so so but I I don't think of them as hints I think of them as avoiding you know like uh, pixel hunting which is like for me just mm-hmm. a bad uh, yes. side effect of these games. <laughs> Of, they're evil like, just they shouldn't exist at all in my yeah, opinion yeah but then then i have to say that I, you know, I played i think it was a game that i really enjoyed in our genre which was voodoo um, detective fact, yes uh, which if i remember that's the one i really enjoyed and it didn't have those uh i think i might be mixing these up but i played one that i really enjoyed which didn't have them because there weren't that many hotspots in every scene. So you kind of naturally gravitated towards where it would be. Uh, but in general, I, I do appreciate them. Well, sorry, a kinney game says here, Tom looks unconvinced. So over to you then, Tom. <laughs> what is... Yeah, I, I suppose it depends on... It Are depends we going to have a fight game. here? <laughs> so, it, so, in, so, it, yeah, so if you've got a game which has, you know... 10 or so hotspots in a, in a scene, then using a hotspot finder, I suppose, is asking for the, is, is asking the question. If you, I suppose like in my game, mine's, mine's got tons and tons of hotspots. So I suppose people end up using it more to avoid pixel hunting because there are so many different things that technically could be interacting mm-hmm. with. Um, it's, yeah, I suppose it it depends on where you where you draw the line. I I think any kind of any hint I found I've watched people um, go through my game a lot quicker because they use the hotspot finder and they don't just use it to avoid pixel hunting. They use it as a way to kind of bypass and go right. I now know I need that that and that, and then they'll kind of apply their logic to that rather than exploring. And I I kind of I. It's a it's a way of kind of shortcutting exploring, as well. And I've also I've I've noticed then then they'll miss um, important kind of signposting or breadcrumbs that are in there that, that give them the motivation. So they'll go they'll kind of start. And you, 
in the, this is part of playing playing an adventure game is is you'll watch people kind of go well i need to do this i need to do this i need to do and they'll kind of complete the puzzle before they've even got the motivation to go like they'll go well i know i need to do this it's like well at the moment you're supposed to be doing this and <laughs> no one's told you you need to like go and capture an eagle but all of a sudden you're 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 you, you've got you, you you know you've got a whole kind of scenario where you're trying to like make a snare and get some bait and get you know like, well, hang on a minute you're supposed to be reading a book and it, like all of a sudden you're kind of they, they, they kind of they'll go off on one and i find that the hotspot finder does it, it does that in that it kind of it allows people to collect all the things before they've necessarily got the motivation or the narrative kind of reason to do that so maybe maybe that's just sort of the shortcomings that i had in my with my hotspot finder is that they weren't necessarily contextual to the narrative so you could go and pick up or you could you you would know that an object was going to be important in the future even if you couldn't do anything with it now and and kind of people i don't know they they are they are definitely a type of hint and it just i think it just depends on how the player uses them if they use it just to avoid pixel hunting fine but then it will also it it, it can't help but give you clues because you go oh I've not even thought about that being important. Now it is. Oh, right. Now I understand that that must do something about this, or it must be associated with this, or or something. Um, it doesn't always help because people will often go off on one, and they'll 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 think of a solution and go, "Well, I've got to go in this. I've got to find a way of doing this." And you're thinking, "Bloody hell, that would have been a really good puzzle." <laughs> I, I wish I'd thought of that. Um, but that's not what you've got to do. Um, so it's yeah. I I don't know. It's. I think it depends. I think it depends on the player. I put. I personally, I don't. Although I, my game has got one, I don't. And I would probably use one in a game. It would also, a part of my soul would die every time I used it. Even though, even though I would need to because I'm so awful at playing adventure games, <laughs> I would know by the time I got to the end of it, I hadn't really done it for myself. So it's 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 strange. It and but I I the main reason I included it was because the way that people play varies so much and if you've got mm. if you're you're kind of relying from a publicity point of view you're relying hopefully on people streaming it and playing it live and the last thing that a a live streamer wants to do is spend three hours being stuck and walking about mm. between two or three scenes for a stream because that's no not entertaining for anyone so they can ask the chat but then the last thing they want to be doing is going go oh hang on a minute let me just look up a walkthrough and then go oh right here we go we're going to do this because that's again that kind of loses the momentum so at least if you can kind of go well let's just have a quick check in this scene was there anything i missed and that's how most people tend to use it um and that kind of helps mm -hmm. to kind of keep the momentum going so that's why i've included it and i would almost definitely use it myself because i am awful at adventure games but i would also I wouldn't have that same sense of achievement. So I'd say in my own head, they are a hint. That was, yeah, the, that was the question. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. I caveat um, it enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think in a very story-driven game that relies more on, on the, the progression of the story rather than puzzles, they wouldn't be needed maybe, but... Mm. Uh, and I don't enjoy the fact when I saw it the first time, I, I, I felt uh, like a bit like oh, that might be a bit too too much. That stops me from looking at the graphics mm. uh, as the graphics, the, but rather than just the function they 
they have in the game. And it, it, it does like break down a bit of the uh, illusion, like uh, it does make it more technical. But uh, all things considered, uh, like in a regular, like standard point and click, uh, I would, uh, that, that could actually be like something that uh, I, like if there's a lot of hotspots, that could be a breaker for me, like. Yeah. So, so yeah. And you don't, you don't have to use it. So you know what I mean? It's it's it, it's it offering it. It's like having the having the story mode. It's like yeah. you don't you if you can offer that, you massively widen the amount the, the audience that you're appealing to because you you're not just talking to the hardcore puzzle solvers. You're talking to people who just like the narrative side of things, and that allowing people to to kind of have that different sort of staging or different kind of um, steps of of difficulty help so I, I mean i i kind of went with a fairly limited option um in that it's just a hotspot finder there's there isn't a kind of an easy mode or a story mode in mind um but having i i you know absolutely having that and it, it's it's you know the, it, it, as long as it's optional i think is 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 a great thing to be able to to include definitely. imagine if you could only press it like three times in the game <laughs> well, quite like yeah, that. Yeah, but then, but then people would save it. But then you'd have to. Oh, yeah, you could save it in the config, couldn't you? Sorry, yeah, it's yeah, sorry technical. But yeah, you could. Yeah, you could limit it. Yeah, getting ideas <laughs> for the uh, for the next games. Then, uh, well, before we move on to the question about uh, Lucy dreaming, uh, William or Daniel, do you guys have any thoughts about this? About because I know that, that I believe it was in Nine More Lies you had a hotspot uh, indicator. Yeah, uh, for sure. Highlighter. Uh, so, oh, what, what are your thoughts as well? And maybe after making the game and seeing people play it, um, do you think it's considered a hint? And what are your thoughts on it? I think it's. it's I think it gives options, and that's really the mm. key thing. When you play an adventure game, there's a point where that you reach a frustration point, and then at that point, us as developers, it's our responsibility to give the player options. What options do they have? Okay, they can they can press the hotspot find and they can find things. That's one. They can go to the journal and they can go and look at what needs to happen. You can make sure that you've had enough signposting. So even three or four signposts for the puzzle, if if need be, then if they take the time to go and talk to characters again or try random stuff on things, you can sort of through that point them to, to the correct um, location. So I don't think it's inherently good or bad. I just think it's 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 another tool for you as a game developer to help them focus on where they need to focus you know and that that's invaluable because you don't want them to go and um google a walkthrough and you know uh, it's once again uh, when we started our inexperience was you know the first few screens or the first 40 minutes of the game it was just there were like 20 hotspots on the screen because we thought oh that's what's but that wasn't even close to what it should be you know it's it's so this is also something you learn but it's an option and I think it's one that it's good if pl players have that because if they don't have that, then you know they might go and Google the stuff and get frustrated, and you don't really want that. What's What's yeah. interesting about all these sorts of systems, though, is there's always a subset of players, and it's usually single-digit players, but they want an option to turn these things off entirely, in such a way that they can't even turn them back on during the game. So they want to lock themselves out of this, and I mean, I could, I could sort of understand why, but I also can't because you can just not do the thing. But I guess maybe they don't trust themselves and they want to make sure that they've got no recourse but to figure it out. But then if you, they do get stuck, then they're going to have to pick up a walkthrough like William says. And that's, 
at that point you basically failed at game design if someone has to go look up a walkthrough i feel so yeah it's interesting that that tiny subset that want an option to to lock themselves out of of options i've, I've never quite understood that <laughs> but that's more of a adjunct to what we're discussing yeah no i Oh, sorry, Can I just ahead. say you have a, a beautiful sounding crickets in the background, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, it's, it's, it's I must it's just very, say Christmas. <laughs> yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, Christmas here means sun and pool and watermelon. So I'm currently sitting outside in oh. the garden. It's about 25, 26 degrees, beautiful sun, a beautiful cloudless evening. This is summer in Africa. <laughs> Uh, wow. Christmas in Africa, rather. I'm quite, you know, quite glad you don't have a webcam at the moment because <laughs> I, I do. I do. And perhaps I should. Perhaps I should turn it on briefly and give you a. Let me. No, it's fine. <laughs> so the sound reminds me of of Maniac Mansion. You know, outside of Maniac Mansion, there were crickets. Oh, the oh, oh, look! Oh, so we got our Christmas oh, wow. lights up. But oh, apart that's from that, beautiful. Yeah, I like. Unfortunately, I can't really show you the. Um, sky because it's pitch black but yeah you can hear the crickets and uh, oh that's see beautiful me, just yeah. about oh, see well. me there but yeah <laughs> oh, there you are <laughs> <laughs> no that's uh that's because it's well i'm sure like uh in england and sweden it's a bit cold in ireland a bit chilly now in december <laughs> uh but anyway i know i've kept you guys on for a long time final question final giveaway um tom um, oh, sorry. First of all, we we can try. We can show the trader if you guys have time. Um, yeah. Yep. yeah, Lucy dreaming, or yeah. you know, would we now? Okay, no. <laughs> seen it before. You've seen it a long time. Okay, let's put a Pontus, William, and Daniel. Would you guys like to see a trader of Lucy yeah. dreaming? Absolutely. Okay. Well, here's a trader. This uh, and people watching live. If anybody still is watching live, make sure to click on the link. Or just go to Lucy Dreaming on Steam, and we'll have a question right after uh, this trailer. Hello there. A pint of your finest ale, please, barkeep. Oh, giant sprinkles. Bloody love queuing me. Well, that's just doubled my workload. I think I'd better start running. You mean like a bear? Don't bring me into this. Subconscious works in strange and convenient ways. Hey, up, fancy a wallet. He looks like a giant green bucket with eyes. <clears throat> I imagine it'd be terrifying for small children. <laughs> Please stop that. That's great. <laughs> this isn't Thimbleweed Park, or Indiana Jones for that matter. 
That was a trailer for Lucy Dreaming. Darren Bell says, uh, another awesome game, uh, which indeed it, it is. And he says, thanks for the in-depth answers, guys. So uh, now before we finish up, um, <laughs> would would you like me to do an impression of Lucy Dreaming, Tom? <laughs> is this an impression, impression of my wife doing an impression of a small girl? <laughs> well, if you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. That's not weird. Let me, just, let, me just let me just record this because I've. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I, well, no, I don't think I will do an impression. I mean, I, I mean, after all, what would I be doing doing an impression of Lucy Dreaming? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> not bad. I think I mean, sounded. That was beautiful. beautiful. I, I think if you're making Lucy Dreaming too, she's going to have a sister, and I think I'm going to play. <laughs> you're going to be. You're going to, you're going to be the, the, the beautiful sister. Okay, I got that. Yeah, I, I think your game will sell really, really well if you had me as the voice of, you know, the main, I think I could be the main star. But, um, is, is that a, a Welsh accent she's got, Tom? Uh, it's like a Northern English accent. So, okay. uh, I mean, she, she's, so my wife, who, who did the voice, uh, she's from kind of around the Greater Manchester area. Um, but she, the the accent is more kind of Yorkshire, Lancashire. Oh yes, I see. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's interesting because, of course, down here we don't hear those accents at all. But my husband and I are huge fans of panel shows, so we hear everything. Everything we know about accents, we've learned from British panel <laughs> shows. So I'm always interested to see which area particular accents from. Yeah, it's kind of kind of north, northern northern English, sort of north northwest as well. So it's so different because when you go in like northeast, you kind of end up more kind of Geordie, um, sort of Newcastle kind of thing. But yeah, it's 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 it's, it's amazing actually the amount of variety that there is in such a small island. It is well, it's really insane. I mean, there's like yeah, thirty you, or forty like, distinct regional accents, and it's this tiny island. Yeah, you go, you go on, you go on the motorway for half an hour, and all of a sudden, you can't understand anyone <laughs> at all. It's just bizarre. Oh, it's, it's similar in Ireland. You know, we're an even smaller island, and if you go just uh, even twenty minutes down the road, it could have a completely different accent. You know, if you go to Cork, you know, there, there, it's like what, what, what is and Kerry, and you're like, wait, what are you saying? There are jokes. You know, there are, you know, farmers from Kerry. And when they're interviewed on the news, and I was like, I can't understand a single thing that guy is saying. <laughs> I've seen a few of those. There's, it's quite there, funny. There, there, there's an Irish YouTuber called Call Me Kevin who has done exactly that. He's pulled up videos of cork farmers being interviewed <laughs> and <laughs> translates for you. And even he's like, give me a second with this one. Let me <laughs> very thick accents. Oh, it's it's very it's bit, <clears throat> but anyway, I think Tom, uh, I think Darren Bell has accidentally given away the answer for our question. All right, we'll go. We'll have a different one then. We'll, we'll have, have a different. different question. Question. So the, the question was going to be which uh, famous voice actor. Actually, we could still do it, but which which famous voice actor appears in um, Lucy Dreaming? It is uh, Dominic Armato. Which and I'll ask uh, Darren Bell's question in just a second. Um, do you have another question that people can find on the Steam page? Uh, let me just have a quick look. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, we could go with the first question. We were going yeah, to I was going to say, go with the first question. I'm just going to see if there's anything in terms of the... Uh, da, 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 da. 
If anyone's still watching, of course. Yeah, so I, it doesn't matter. I'll just say, let me just read my own Steam page for fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> go on, then we'll go. We'll go. We'll go with our original, which is very similar to the uh, Noir Nine Noir Lives um, one, which is uh, what is the name of the small northern British town where Lucy lives? Okay. Obviously, so that... obviously, if you already own the game and you know the answer to this, don't <laughs> don't spoil it for everyone. <laughs> let let the other people who are, are, aren't actually watching have a go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be difficult, but yeah. So yeah, if people haven't, if people have, well, I, mean, I suppose this is open to anyone. Uh, Darren, yeah, yeah, sorry. absolutely, yeah, yeah. You can no, give, no. give it if you get a free a free copy of it. You can you can give it away at, uh, to friends at. Uh, yeah, that's uh, if yeah if you wanted to do it. If nobody gets the answer, I say in a few minutes. Uh, if someone who has played the game can uh, give get the answer, and then they can give it away to some to someone else. We could we yeah. could do that. Well, while people are searching, hopefully, if uh, if there's still people watching. Um, Darren Bell, so again, the question is which fictional town is Lucy Dreaming set in? Um, and the answer is on the Steam page. So again, this is open to anybody watching. Um, so um, Darren Bell asks, while we're waiting for the answer, uh, before we finish up, uh, could you ask Tom how many times has he been able to get three wallops on the Goose Wallop minigame? Myself. And how did he get Dominic Guybrush Creeper Armato involved in the game? Now, I think you answered that in a previous interview uh, that we did. Not the, not the Goosey Wallop one, I haven't. No, my, my, my seven-year-old son, is he's nailed Goosey Wallop. So he, he, can absolutely, he, can, he can get that goose proper every time. He's, like, he's got the timing on it. It's easier, I feel it's easier on a, on a touch screen. And I don't know why, it just feels like you're actually kind of Hitting. Okay, so I'm playing it on my. So he's, he's been he's been testing it on a a Switch a Nintendo Switch dev kit that we've got um, that we've been sort of doing uh, testing it on, and he's 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 managed to get it more times on that and on the iPad um, than I than I um, I don't I don't think Emma, um, who's my wife, who's the voice of Lucy, I don't think she's managed to get three wallops at all. Actually, mm. I've managed it maybe. Three or four times, I had to, I had to put the put the hours in to, to be able to do it to test it <laughs> to make sure that it did work. Um, but it's it's yeah it's not and I, I've had some people who've been kind of a bit annoyed by it because they they they've assumed that it was mandatory. You had to do this kind of little mini game to complete the game. And I think even one of the reviews that I've had it was an I think it was a Spanish review sort of kind of was a bit pissed off that they'd obviously spent a large amount of time trying to wallop this goose three times it's, it, just for, for anyone who's, who's who's sort of not sick this is a it's a game that it's actually it's a mini game it's only in the game because my seven-year-old he's actually eight now but he was seven at the time requested that i put in it so i've created this little kind of village fate sort of scene and there's a game in there which i just i just wrote goosey wallop and put a picture of a goose and a mallet on it i thought that that's fine that sounds like the sort of thing you'd get at a village fate in england and then like when my my son was kind of testing it very early on was kind of looking and going why why can't i play this game why i, I need to be able to play this game but, right okay fine so like it's not i mean i know it's like he's, he's not like 
the kind of creative director of the studio, but also <laughs> I am I feel like I'm or kind of he? obliged. <laughs> like there's a, there's now a fully solvable Rubik's cube in there purely because he demanded he can't even do a Rubik's cube, but he wanted me to make it so that it could be done. So I then had to learn all the algorithms of how to I can solve a Rubik's cube now because I had to learn it so I could uh, yeah. so uh, yeah that's fantastic so yeah that, so you have to so essentially it's a it's a goose on a like a wheel that spins and you have to hit it three times in the head with a mallet it's yeah um but it's <laughs> it's it's apparently it's quite hard although on we were talking about achievement I think it is the second most achieved achievement really Wow. And I think the reason for that is because probably down to m maybe slightly shoddy dialogue and puzzle design, people believe that they have to do it in order to progress the game when they don't. Or, and then okay. they probably spend hours on it and they go, oh, great, you've gotten a Steve achievement. And they're like, what? I've, <laughs> I've wasted hours of my life trying to want up a goose. <laughs> and also, that's quite funny. I'm I'm looking forward to getting to to that uh, part. Um, well, first, before we get to the second part of his question, Kitty Game says, "I got it." I presume he's meaning the answer and haven't played, but again, I've already won one. Nobody else has given the answer, so I mean, it's up. what do you guys think? If if Kitty Games gives the right answer, do we give him? I if if he's already won one, but nobody else has given the answer. I think Darren Bell has already played. If anybody. <laughs> I'd say whoever gets the, the answer first who hasn't played it. And I will um, also I will also reveal at this point there is a so the the um the fictional town where she lives, there it has its own website as well. So if you kind of search for it on Google, I think it's I think you find a couple of like there's like if you did a search for it, there's like a couple of recipes weirdly that appear, which are straight, and there are a couple of people who have a similar surname. To that which appear but i think generally so i think now that the, the the main website appears as, and it's got it's like it's like an old kind of throwback website from the 90s so there's like a guest book you can go and sign on it and it's cool. it's just horrendously yes. designed on purpose <laughs> oh well i'd look forward to to trying it out we can but it um well guinea game says okie dokie figgington is that the correct answer tom it is the correct answer it is figgington well done kitty games well done will you'll be getting two adventure games unknown number and lucy dreaming uh so congratulations now uh darren bell has uh two the second part of the question i don't know how much time i know that it's getting late um yeah how did you get dominic guy retreat but armato involved in the game Whew. i now you did answer you and emma did answer this uh, when we spoke live a few weeks ago um, short answer we yeah. asked it we asked him and he said yes um, and then this was before any of us knew it, before he knew, before anyone, you know, anyone knew that there was a new, um, Monkey Island game on the horizon. Um, he's, he's a really like, he's, he's one of the world's nicest men anyway. So when, when it was, when kind of Monkey Island was announced, I said, I sent him, sent him an email straight away and said, yeah, are we, are we still good? Are we still good for a voiceover? You're like, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, no, you asked, you asked me first. That's fine. Um, so that wasn't, that wasn't a worry. Um, it was a worry for about five minutes, but it was, it was um, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, it was, it was, it was logistically, it was a very hard job in terms of administration, uh, dealing with um, the Screen Actors Guild in America from the UK. So having to deal with the kind of the, the payroll, pension contributions, 
you know, social security, health insurance, all of that sort of stuff, it all has to be, you know, we all had to deal with all of that um, kind of via via a third party kind of company in the in the states and the union. Um, that so that was a, that was a kind of a long slog, and I think that's one of the main reasons, probably the the only reason really that he hasn't done more voiceover work. I know he wants to do more, and I know he's he's kind of hoping to kind of put more of a a, a reel together to do more voiceover work. Um, and I think that's that's the main barrier that's kind of stood in the way is just literally the amount of paperwork that was involved. Mm. We 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 obviously we just had we just had the stamina. We just, well, I say we Emma had the stamina <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you know you know saw it through and we 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 yeah we managed to you know cross all the t's dot all the i's and and eventually did it. And I didn't announce it until after we'd had all the studio time, all the, every single line was in the can and I had the sound files and we'd, we'd approved and we paid him and, and everything was done. It's like, right now I can tell people because it was at any point, I felt like the rug could just be kind of pulled out from under us and we'd end up mm. with another, you know, load of contracts to sign or something. So it was, it was just a long, long kind of administration paper trail. <laughs> Not, no, not the most exciting story. No, world. but well, well done, and I'm sure it was worth it in the end. It was, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was worth it just because he's he's just lovely, it was, and you yeah. know, I got to have chats with him, and he's just a really, he's just he's just a really thoroughly nice, intelligent, conscientious, clever, funny guy. It's just you know, he's, it's been a, a real pleasure working with him. Well, hopefully, I can get him on the podcast. I cannot guarantee anything because you know, have you asked him. Uh, I have, but I had to go through, you know, Devolver, and that was a bit awkward. That was during. Just send him an email. So was, I'll send him another email, and um, because I had to go, you know, going through the publishers, and that was they were lovely as well. But it was. Um, Is that because you want you wanted to talk about monkey? If you didn't want to yeah. talk about monkey, oh, specifically, oh, I, I could. I'll send him another email and ask him, hey, do you want to talk about uh, Lucy Dreaming? Wink, wink. I, I want your favorite <laughs> recipes. For yeah, voice that's acting, true. yeah. Well, I'll get in touch with him again. I cannot promise anything because I can't force people to join the podcast, but um, yeah, no. Uh, anyway, I know that I'm keeping you guys way past what I said I would, but so to, to, to finish off before we go, you know, for Christmas and New Year's and before Daniel goes to the beach, because apparently <laughs> it's summer over there in well, South Africa. Tomorrow, tomorrow, we're going to a water park, <laughs> just saying. Just saying. <sighs> Okay, I, I think I can mute people here. Let's... Yeah, you'd be good. That'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> it's, 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 sometimes it's a curse having perfect summer weather. It's, 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 a, it's a burden I carry heavily, but mm. I do it. But Well, I you know, um, very quickly, one of my previous housemates was from New Zealand, and she said that she only realized that um, uh, Christmas was cold in the other part of the world was after watching Harry Potter when it was snowing. <laughs> <laughs> because she said, we, we go for barbecues on Christmas Day. And I'm like, yeah, I hate you. It's a much better way to have Christmas, honestly. I think the whole world should start doing it. Um, I am but... not going outside and cooking stuff on a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> it's a I tell you that here hazard. in Sweden, the sun is more like a, a myth that we <laughs> dream, a dream mean... about, really. <laughs> William's been there for for midwinter for a few months. He's told me the stories. Uh, oh, I'd love to go. It's like ten o'clock to around two o'clock. You get sun, and it's dark. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing. It's like three o'clock, and you look out, and it's dark. And your body's like, ah, oh, nighttime, dinner, sleepy yeah. time, and then you wake. But I haven't been awake that long, so it messes up your body as well. But yeah, need more vitamin D. 
Yeah, we, we think we have it bad, Tom, in, in England and Ireland. Uh, but, uh, um, but it's very pretty. I mean, in, in the same oh, yeah. day, the light, it is magical. I mean, it is so yeah, You can pretty. see the light well no because of all the darkness. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bang for the box for electricity. <laughs> well, be, before I let you uh, go, um, I, I'll go through each one of you. Pontus, uh, I'll ask you all the same question. Now that you've released the game and it's got great reviews and all, um, are you thinking about making another game or are you still, you know, sipping your martini, watching the, the money and the reviews roll in? <laughs> <laughs> or are you done making games now? Is this like, no, this is a once, <laughs> once uh, off. So the plan was always to make, uh, like, like what I said before, like I find, um, I really find that this is uh, what I wanted to do my whole life ever since I was a kid. Mm. Uh, you know, like this is like, um, I, I'm, it took, took me quite a while to, to do it, but now I'm finally like uh, working in the genre that I always wanted to work in. So, so I'm very happy about it. But when, when you, the first question you asked, like uh, how it feels to, now be game developers in some sense we were more game developers before we released now now we're now we're now we're just uh, lamenting over the we should have done should have done this and why is that still and, and uh, porting to strange platforms that uh, takes a lot long time a lot longer than we hoped and whatnot but uh, uh, but yeah it feels great and the next uh, I've already started uh, messing about a bit just to keep my sanity. I've started messing about with, uh, I have two new game ideas that I'm uh, like kind of playing around with. So uh, one of them will probably become a reality at some point. Okay. Um, and th that game is exclusive and apart. No, kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe a bit, uh, you know, maybe Later. not quite now, but maybe at some <laughs> other point uh great well look we hope uh we hope to hear uh very soon uh what you're working on and the very best of luck with that and thank uh, you very much uh the same for you guys william and daniel and uh, now that you've released nine more lives now we're speaking before recording that that story arc finishes it has a very good ending but then there's also a little teaser about a possible sequel and in a possible interesting location, which is very different to the first guy. I don't know if I'm giving too much away. I don't know. Um, anyway, I'll stop talking. I'll put it to you guys. Um, are you guys considering making a second or, again, like with Pontus, um, you're still resting, you're still <laughs> getting a breather after five years you know working nine more less? I've actually got an NL2 document, a kit design document, and I've I've started on it. But the thing is, uh, it's it's all still fun right now. Unfortunately, the game, the the first one needs to make a certain amount before it's even feasible to start developing a sequel. Um, so that needs to happen first. But you know, I mean, this has always been a longer story with the characters, and we've got exciting stuff um, for the sequel, and it's it's really great stuff. Really. Um, you know, I think people will love it, but it things need to happen. You know, maybe we do a Kickstarter, but what I'm not going to do is what I did with the first game is upfront fund fund it. It's not the way to go. So mm. maybe Kickstarter, uh, maybe if the game is re re recouped more cost, and I've um, had a year or two to just relax 
with the <laughs> stress of releasing the first one, then yes. But I mean, I do want to revisit that world. We 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 love it. Uh, Daniel, I don't know if you want to add anything there. No, he doesn't want to work in another game. Sorry. <laughs> I'm surprised. It, it, it was a crazy amount of work, but writing those characters is really fun. I mean, Cuddles and Tabby, such a fun duo to write, and I, I would not be able to resist doing uh, writing them again if the opportunity arose. So we'll see. Yeah, well, look, I really hope so. Anyone watching or listening afterwards, go out and buy the game. We want these guys to make more. <laughs> As Tom, you were saying earlier, that if you know people play the game and you know give you know buy the game, then as well, you can, can make more games. So, um, I I at least really want you guys to keep working. Um, I really enjoyed Nine World Lives One, so um, I really really hope that um, yeah, that it does well. It makes its money, and they can work. On another one or you go through a kickstarter i think well it's better if you guys can make the money because that's what it deserves um so the very very best of luck with that and uh and then tom i know you've just released lucy you've had you've spoken about all your <laughs> not troubles but you know how but <laughs> making it you know getting dominic armato and that as well um but would you consider making another game either lucy dreaming 2 or another or are you like yeah I no I wouldn't consider making a Lucy Dreaming two. I feel that that's that I I I, although from a pragmatic point of view, with with Emma doing the voiceover, like it, that that was a huge benefit for us in terms of the the cost because that's where you know voiceover is where a lot of the, the kind of the the, the cost lie um, with it. I I've I don't at the moment I don't have an idea that I feel would would work with that. So, but I do have an idea for another game which i'm hoping to look at next year Ooh. so we you know we, we it's yeah we were able to kind of start working on lucy dreaming without too much kind of upfront investment um so i think we can definitely look at getting kind of you know a, a you know a demo or something together and then maybe look at kickstarter again um and that sort of thing and just see see how we go but I've, yeah there isn't there's an idea but i'm not i'm not giving anything away that but it won't it won't be a it won't be a lucy dreaming sequel i don't think okay with something original mm. uh oh intriguing i'm looking forward to uh finding out more um okay well look i've well it's been two hours that i've kept you guys um i've really really enjoyed it so thank you to again pontus wittenmark tom hardwood william and daniel uh, for joining us and i'd say look play those games congratulations to the winners of the games i probably should have thought about this beforehand but let's see how i can get into well i know kinney games and then darren and olivier i have to see how i can get in touch with you guys <laughs> don't, don't know if we can get in touch on youtube but um um but again you guys can you know chat you know chat to on twitter or um facebook as well we we will see <laughs> but we will send you um uh, the codes for those games as well. Thanks for everyone else for joining us. Um, Darren Bell says, really enjoyed the stream. Thanks, everyone. Um, uh, Kitty says, fun chat. Thanks all. Thanks for hosting Short and congratulations on your game launches, devs. See you around. And the very best of luck to Kitty. I would tell, I would mention to everyone as well, um, Mench, uh, play the demo of um, Signal and Echo. Uh, as well that is a really good demo i really really enjoyed it as well um i would encourage people to check that as well 
and uh and yeah and well merry christmas to everyone uh enjoy the snow pontus and uh, daniel enjoy the barbecue on the beach and uh yeah so that is uh so yeah that's it for i think this year thank you everyone for Woo-hoo! looking for the pot uh, for supporting the podcast supporting adventure games like justin whack lucy dreaming and nine world lives and plenty of others as well and um and yeah we will uh well we'll be in touch this will also be available on audio which people might be listening to now and uh yeah we will keep in touch hopefully with all you guys as well so thank you very much Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks. Great talking to you. Cheers, everyone. Bye-bye. So that was my interview with Tom Hardwich, Pontus Wittenmark, and William and Daniel of Silvernode Studios. Uh, So huge, huge thank you to all of them uh for joining me we had a great great time and talking to each other as well and i might do another uh roundtable discussion as well hopefully in the new year that went really really well so and thank you to everyone who joined us live um and congratulations to the winner of to the winners of the giveaways now as i said at the very beginning of this episode in the intro uh, there is a possibility to win another giveaway. Um, the guys from Silvernote Studios, developers of Nine More Lives, have very kindly agreed to give two extra copies of their game away. Now, to begin with a chance of winning this game, you will need to answer this question. So, in which club... So, in which club do all the criminals hang out in Nine Noir Lives? So, say that again. In which club do all the criminals hang out in Nine Noir Lives? You'll need to do a little bit of investigation. Uh, you can check the website, the Steam page maybe. And then once you think you know the answer, you can email the answer to us at info at adventuregamespodcast.com. And uh, the first two people who send us the correct answer will win two copies of Nine World Lives, two Steam codes of Nine World Lives, one of the best-reviewed traditional point-and-click adventure games of 2022. Uh, So that is it for this episode and for this year. So thank you to everybody who has listened, who has supported us, who has watched the videos. Uh, both live and afterwards as well, and uh, who's supported us over this year and before as well. And there's plenty happening in 2023. So this past year, uh, we uh, sponsored Adventure X for the first time, which went down really well. We started doing live interviews, which have also been a success. And um, uh, we've been reviewing a lot of adventure games. And uh, the podcast is growing and growing. Uh, we had record amounts of listenerships. We broke the 1,000 follower mark on Twitter. Uh, not sure if we're still on Twitter by the time we listen to this, but we shall see how that goes in 2023. So once again, huge thank you to everyone. Huge thank you to all the developers and anyone who agreed to appear on the podcast. And uh, thank you to all the developers who sent in review codes, who helped us as well. 
Uh, and to everyone listening, uh, we couldn't do it without you. Now, there will be some changes in the podcast in 2023. Uh, some changes in personnel. Um, not going to reveal yet. Um, we have some people lined up, some people who've agreed to join the podcast, but all will be revealed in 2023. Keep an eye out as well. There will be some recordings. We'll be doing our uh, yearly favorite adventure games, top 10 adventure games of 2022. And I will also be doing an extra episode of top 10 most, or maybe more than 10, but of most anticipated adventure games of 2023. Uh, so keep an eye out for that as well. So uh, before I go on too much longer, uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Whatever you celebrate. Um, or if you don't celebrate anything, hope you're doing, hope you enjoy it as well. And uh, very happy new year. And here is to 2023 and all the adventure games that come out as well. And um, and yeah, so take care, everyone. Enjoy the holidays. Stay safe. And uh, we'll chat to you in 2023. Bye. So if you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts please leave a review on itunes if you can as every review helps and reviews will help get the word out especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast now you can also follow me on social media you can follow me on twitter at advent game pod and follow me on facebook at adventure games podcast you can also follow me on instagram at adventure games podcast as well and we're also on discord at adventure games podcast so if you are a adventure game developer or adventure game player you can follow us there so again please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you